Can we go to the Lord in prayer? Lord, we thank you this morning for your presence. We are reminded of what Moses said, that without your presence, he's going nowhere. Help me that I can hear from heaven. Help each one of us that we just don't become hearers, but we come doers. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, well, it's good to be here, and I really believe the Lord is here this morning. I don't know about you, but uh, uh, as uh, the worship team were leading worship, uh, I just felt God was doing something in my life. I have no idea what, maybe where you are. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. Maybe you have got it all together. I need more of him. I really need. Uh, and I, I'm asking him to help me every single day. Um, you look around. I travel quite a little bit. so I have a Bible school that I've trained 950 pastors. And they are in 50 countries around the world. So that's... I try to visit them to encourage them just as I'm here. The more I travel, the more I realize I don't know anything. The more I meet different situations, I'm challenged that I need more of him. And I thank God for today that we are remembering the day he rose. Without the resurrection, who are we? Nothing. But that has given us hope, as Pastor Pat said. I've come to respect Pastor Pat and Teresa, what God is doing around here. But just as I I just flew from New York and seeing what God is doing, and what he's doing around the world. I was in New York and um, doing a revival meeting, and some of the healings, even I was surprised myself. Well, God, I mean, I know God can do great things, but sometimes I'm surprised. Just to just tell you one of it, uh, a lady uh, who has uh, been in a wheelchair for almost 35 years. And um, as I was preaching, um, she just felt that she needs to come forward in the middle of the preaching. Do you remember the woman with the issue of blood? As Jesus was going, there were thousands of people. Did the Lord make the altar call? No. She just initiated that she needed a miracle. And the miracle, she doesn't need to be intimidated by anyone. You see, sometimes we allow things to intimidate us. If you are in need, you are in need. And you have to look for it. And so, she went in the middle of everybody and said, if I can only what? Touch his garment. You know, Hebrews 13, 8 talks about Jesus is still the same yesterday. He's still the same today. And he'll be the same forever. He's doing miracles as he did 2,000 years ago. Today we are seeing the rest being part. You may not see it, but it's going on all around the world. I was so excited about uh, the lady that came here. And I, 
mean, God is appearing to Muslims everywhere. I mean, we are having a problem now in um, my headquarters is in Ivory Coast. We are having calls from the northern part of Africa about Muslims who have been saved. And uh, can you help us to resettle? Because if they don't, you don't resettle them, they will kill them. So it's a good problem from us, for us. It's a problem resetting someone with all his family. That's a big problem. But we think it's a good problem. I love those problems. So pray with, for, with us that we can be able to. But the, coming back to the story that happened in New York, this lady came forward. You know, that's why I was telling a, uh, a brother and his wife here, I didn't come here to preach. I came to receive from the Lord. I came to have more from the Lord. Maybe you have got enough. That's good for you. So, the lady, in the middle of everything, I stopped everything. And I said, I'm joining together with you. Asking heaven to come down on your life. He is still in the healing business. And... I, honestly, I didn't have enough faith that she could do it right there. <laughs> and as we started asking God, this lady started shaking. Shaking, started walking. The whole church went wild. <laughs> Having walked for so many years. And that is not only that. He is touching people left and right. This morning, she just touched me as I was down here because I needed it. I'm, I'm not just coming to church. I want a touch from the Lord. And that's your choice. Maybe you have got it all together. But if we know that we have 2 billion people on the face of the earth who still haven't heard the gospel. You know, you are hearing ISIS bombing left and right. They need Jesus. It's only the anointing that can break the yoke. And I love it. It's there for every one of us. You see, when you read Mark 11, it talks about whosoever and whatsoever. That means that it's not limited to no one. It's it's there for everyone. But not everyone deserves for it. God's anointing. That is why he says something. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are what? Few. And I want to tell this church that what you have here, if I'm just, if one person today can honestly just raise his or her hand, just as Isaiah did, just as Jeremiah did. He said, I don't have anything, but I need all of you. And the touch from heaven came and touched Isaiah and touched Jeremiah. And because of that, these people, like the, the Samaritan woman who in the eyes of the world can be a prostitute, drank the living water and had something change inside her. Had the boldness and not only the boldness, have the power, not only the power, have the anointing. Just say one word. 
come and see. Watch carefully. Come and what? See. The whole city followed her. As I was sitting down, Pastor, I used to drink 24 bottles of beer every day. My life was a total mess. I used to run after women, tall, short, fat, and thin. Any woman I saw, I was running after. Money was not an issue in my life. But my life was a disaster. But he came in the day I was going to commit suicide. He said, I'm not finished up on you. He touched me and changed my whole life. 360 degrees. And that the problem of drinking was taken off. Lust was taken out of my life. And now he's giving me an opportunity to talk about him. That's why today I realize who am I? Who am I? It's not too late for anybody here. Anything that is happening in your life now. Whether you're on the mountain top or in, your, in the valley. I want to tell you something. You have to pick it this morning. God allow everything before it can happen in your life. And there is a reason for it. He asked him, why was this man born blind from bed? Is it the fault of this man or his parents? Do you know what? He said, for God's glory. Everything that is going on in your life, don't allow it to intimidate you. God wants to show his glory through that. So that the world will know that he's still on the throne. Pastor Pat and his wife. I came here. I mean, you've been doing great teachings and all that. I didn't come here to teach because you're doing the teaching. I came here to give a testimony. I mean, if I want to teach, you give me four hours. I don't have it. But I'm going to give some testimonies. And please, please, if you have to go, go. But if you are not under any pressure, you see the biggest problem, why we see more miracles in the third world and we don't see it here? This is it. People think they know. People think they are busy. Show me the fruit of your business. You've been busy for nothing? Shake that off. God needs you now and he wants to touch you and send you that you can touch the environment here, your neighbors. I mean, when there is something going on and the anointing is just going from you, they will run after you. You don't need to convince anyone. Each one of us are going something we need solution. Is that true? The only solution is him. I thank Pastor Pat and Teresa for always giving me the opportunity. Something is going to happen this one. I don't know. I'm not him. He is. But he, as I was driving here, he gave me, I broke down as I was driving and I was crying. And I, I mean, I know there's an anointing. God has something 
good for you. And you all, most of us say, oh, we are busy. Oh, I have something to do. And, and let me tell you, what I've seen in my own, like when T.R. Osborne came, people came to the, uh, to the crusade ground maybe one week before, and they were waiting and waiting and waiting because they were in need. And most of us are so much caught up in so many things. This is what I say. I've said it once here, and I'm going to repeat some things on. Uh, please, if you can put some, uh, what, the first picture on, whoever is doing it. You know, most of us have burdens, and we are carrying it on our head. And we come in, and we sing these wonderful songs. They are all great songs. And the Lord is asking, give me this burden, and I'll give you rest. And he's begging you. And that's why he, did, he died on the cross. He said, while we were what? Sinners. He died for us. Is that true? So he's asking you this morning, every burden you have, give it to me. And I will give you what? Yes. You know what that means? Freedom. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You know what you are going. We are all going to go through things. And this morning, just as I'm going to share some few things, but if you are, as you sit down there in the middle of the preaching and you need a touch, don't let anything intimidate you. Come forward and get your touch. Don't let the, I mean, the preaching you've been hearing preaching all your life. It's not about preaching, it's about the touch. It's there. I remember when T.L. Osborne touched me. I didn't feel anything. <laughs> it's not about the feelings. It's about agreeing what God has said about your life. When Dr. Osborne touched me and said, you are going to be a source of healing to many, many nations, I said, well, this white uh, American, he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's what my mind told me. <laughs> when Dr. Cho touched me and released, you know, sometimes we want to go by our feelings, but it's not about your feelings. It's about what God is saying about you. That's why many are called, but only few. Pastor, you and your wife... Uh, Along the line, I believe God has some word for you guys today. I, I will give you the right time. He is in charge. He is in charge of this country. He is in charge of your life. He is in charge of your family. And he's got the best for you. That one I know. So I really thank Pastor Pat and his wife for always uh, taking the risk to bring me here. <laughs> but uh, I'll try as much as possible to be as short as I can. I'm flying back to Africa on the... Uh, I just came, but I'm flying back again on the 19th of uh, next month. Uh, I'm going to Ghana. Uh, we have a school. I'll, I've not got to it yet. Uh, I'll show you all that pictures if I can. And uh, 
we are building a school there for the disadvantaged children. That was the, re- uh, the dream of my late wife. She's in heaven now. And we, we are building a school for the disadvantaged children. And um, um, to, I mean, for, for them to always have hope that you talked about. Then I'll fly to Ivory Coast, uh, where my headquarters is in Africa. Um, the Muslim president have asked us to come and plant more churches. That is a miracle. So I'm going to see how we're going to do that. And then, you know, God can do anything. If only you trust him. And then I'm going to see how many names have we got, families that we are going to relocate them. So trying to find homes for them. And then I fly to Nigeria to do crusades and then uh, do pastor seminar. Then I fly to Benin, who is the home of all the witchcraft in Africa. We just did crusade there. I'll tell you a little bit about it. And then do pastor seminar. Then I fly to Togo, do uh, a crusade and pastor seminar. Then I fly back to the States uh, I'm bringing and Pastor Pat, uh, I will give you the invitation, anyone who will come to. Uh, we are bringing almost 200 pastors to Lansing. We're going to talk about prayers and, uh, and then the, their leaders of how in this time of crisis, God is going to show himself faithful. So I'm bringing all these pastors to Lansing. On the 24th of June, I'll give you all the information. So it's very exciting time. And I tell people, it depends on where you are looking. People are looking at different people. They are discouraged. Things are going to happen. Instead of happening the time Jesus Christ was. And they are going to, and every single day is going to attract you. And that is, it depends on where you are looking now. If you are looking at the, at the resurrected Christ or you are looking at what is happening you see, no one can take political situation to solve spiritual problem. Spiritual problem needs spiritual solution. And that is you and I. Yeah. And we are looking at somewhere else. But God is talking to you. And that is why I believe we are in the most exciting time ever in the history of the world. And this is your time. And this is my time. And with that, open with me, if you don't mind. Um, open John chapter 10. If you can put that on John 10. Let's read from verses 1 to John 10, verses 1 to 10. Well... I know most of you are going to look at the time. It's always 12 o'clock already. John 10. Okay, let me read from mine. Okay. 
Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the shepherd fold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leaves them out. And then when he brings them out, his own sheep, he does go before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but he who flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but he did not under, they did not understand the things he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assured, I say to you, I'm the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, and if anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pastor. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. This is the joy that we need to hold on to. Whatever is happening to most of us, some of us, our life is going the other way. Because the enemy wants to destroy your life. That is a fact. When I, I, I try to find the meaning of steal, it's, it's taken in a deceptive way. When the, the devil wants to destroy your family, wants to destroy you, and wants to destroy everything you have. That's why it's no joke. And that's why when you come to church, it's not just coming to church. It's to get the touch of the Lord in your life. Where are you looking? He said, I did, I died on the cross. So that you just don't have life. They have life, abundant life. And so I entitled today's teaching by calling it abundant life. I always start with a testimony. I was in Benin, which is the, 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 the home of all witchcraft. And um, I didn't want to go. <laughs> I really didn't. But one thing I've come to realize is Jesus said, it's not my will, but the will of the Father. You know, brothers and sisters, the will of the Father to you sometimes can be difficult. Look at what happened to him on the cross. But he did that because of you and I. And now we have freedom. Is that true? I went to Benin, Pastor. My goodness. You talk about witchcraft. Even the atmosphere, as I got from the plane, I said, oh my God, where am I? You could smell the work of the devil. So if you are moving by your senses, you are in trouble. If you are moving by what you see, you are in big trouble. If you are moving by what is happening in your family, you are in big trouble. You know, my biggest problem in life is distraction. Things want to distract you. Peter, so long as he was looking at Jesus Christ, he was walking on water. You try to walk on water, you have a, a big problem. You are going to be sunk. But so long as his eyes was on Jesus, he was walking on what? Water. 
The moment he took his eye from Jesus Christ, he was sinking. Are you with me this morning? I just want to submit to you. Yes, there are some things happening. But put your eyes on Jesus Christ. Whether it's happening or it's, just keep your eyes on. Because in Hebrews 11, it talks about God is a rewarder of those what? who diligently seek him. If you trust him, you keep seeking. No matter what happens, everything will try to turn your eyes. You say, no, I'm focused. You watch carefully. I drove from Lansing. If I don't look right at where I'm going, I'm in big trouble. You see what I mean? A stop sign, I'll go through it, and what happens? Boom. But why are we taking our eyes from him, and we think we are driving well? Just keep your eyes on him. That's why I came this morning to encourage you. Yet things are happening. Things happen to everybody. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. So it's not what is happening. It's where you are looking. He said, Joseph, you are going to, your father and mother are going to, but look at what happened in the eyes of, uh, what happened to Joseph. Prison upon prison. Benin, what happened? When I was faithful, God even changed my message the time I was going to the pulpit. My mind went blank. (laughs) My whole message was changed. And he drove something into my spirit. John 3, 16. I said, I don't have my outlines, but you know, God has some outlines for you. I believe in doctors. Please, I respect doctors. But I was just telling a group of people this morning. I, I, I went to a doctor. I had a bad, bo- I mean, my spinal cord. I had a problem. And I went to see the doctor. And do you know what they told me? The doctor told me, he said he's going to do the operation. And I have only two chances of walking. I said, you just told me that after the operation, I'm not going to walk. Then I like what I have. <laughs> Before coming to, I mean, I'm going to stay where at least I can walk now. I have pains. But you just told me I'm not going to walk. Everyone said, you are stubborn. I said, yeah, I love love being stubborn and I love to walk better than not walking. Because I believe God was going to heal me. But I have to trust him in my pain. I have to, some days I was crying. Some weeks I'll be on the, on the bed. I couldn't know. Today, I don't know when and how he healed me. I'm totally healed. Totally healed. So if you come and you say it doesn't work, that's your problem. It works for me. But sometimes I have to wait. That's why I told you this morning that the day I get to heaven, I'll ask him so many questions. Why did he not heal me in the beginning? Just like that. He knows what he's doing. And this is the the whole issue. If I can say anything, his name is called what? I am. Is that right? He's the beginning and he's the end. Is that true? Okay. So I, I love practical things. The beginning and the end. And you are just in the middle of the whole thing. And if you really believe the end product, what is your problem? 
why are you why are you complaining? If you really believe that at the end every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess, you believe that in the end the victory is yours. What is your problem? What is my problem? That's why he said, In all things give me praise. He said, Everything. Pastor and your wife, can you get up? I just believe so strongly that we are going through some things. And it's difficult. You've seen the success. And you've seen where he took you from. But he said, son and daughter, watch what I'm going to do. It's going to blow minds away. The eye have never seen it. The ear have never heard what he's going to do in this church. They are going to come from the north, south, east, and west. But he said, um, you are going to the lean season now. And it looks like it's not happening. He said, watch carefully what I can do. All that I want you to do is that whether you see it or not, still believe that I'm going to do it. He said, I said it. And I told you. And I'm going to do it. And it could come in the day or night. You know, there's going to be pain in the night. But if you know that joy is coming in the morning, you just rejoice and keep going. Because what he's not like you and me. Who says something and don't do it. And he said, watch what I'm going to do here. He said, now begin as you drive along, begin to look for a bigger place. Because it's going to be an explosion time. And healings and things are going to come from north and south. And those who loved, they watch. You know, see what I'm going to do. So today, I want you to raise your both hands. And I want everyone to release your hands towards them. Lord, I thank you for this couple. I thank you for where you took them, where you are taking them. Lord... I release your anointing upon them in the name of Jesus Christ. The anointing that can break every yoke in this neighborhood. The anointing that can bring healing to this hope and deliverance to many, many thousands. The anointing that can draw from the north, south, east, and west. I release it and I decree it and I say in Jesus' name is done. And I give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name. And all the people said, Oh, let's give the Lord a big hand. Hallelujah. I mean, it's going to come. And it's not going to come according to your measures. It's going to come for who he is. How he's going to do it, I don't know. I wish I know. I'm going to give you a couple of things reminded because of time. Pastor, next time, give me two hours. I don't have it now. A couple of reminders and with testimonies. Can you put Hebrews chapter 12? Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. As he finds it, let me just read what I have because of time's sake. Okay. So therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great crowd of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Lay aside what? Every weight. And the sin which so is near us. And let us run with what? Endurance. The race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the altar and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him 
endured the cross, despising the shame. He has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, I'm going to take some few things out of it. He said, he's the author and finisher of your faith and my faith. The beginning and the end. And all that he's advising us is what? Fixing our eyes on what? He talks here, looking to Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. You know, whatever you are going through, somebody has gone through before. That's why they are called the generals, the generals in the gospel. It's not you alone. You are not the only person under the sun. That's why he's everywhere. He's the God of Africa, God of America, and God of what? Everywhere. And he created things out of nothing. He creates. If Lazarus was on the, in the tomb for how many days? Four. He was actually smelling. He gave life to him. At, at least you are not in the tomb. <laughs> Do you know what that means? It means too. there's hope for you. <laughs> and there's hope for me. You are not in the tomb. Yes, you have cancer. But Lazarus was four days. But let me take some few things quickly. What made these people become generous? The crowd of witnesses. You know, what has helped me, and please don't be offended, I have two set of friends. There are some people when I hang around for them five minutes, I become discouraged. I become depressed. And there are some people when I hang around them, I'm so excited. That's why I love Pastor uh, Pardon uh, uh, Teresa. So I have two circles. Those, when I stay with them, I get depressed. I put them in the outer circle. <laughs> they are not my enemies, yeah. but I don't spend much time with them. Come on. There are some people that when I'm around them, I get so encouraged like Pastor Pat. I put them in the outer circle, uh, in the inner circle, so that I spend time with them, get encouraged, and then I give some of the hope to the people in the outer circle. Jesus Christ, any time he was ministering, will, will go and hide, I mean, run out from the people to meet the Father and receive more. So that he can give more. So there are some things about the generals I have learned. Like Abraham, like Joseph, like Isaac. That I'm going to give some few to you, just some few, quickly. What have I learned from some of these generals? Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. So Jesus existed before Abraham came. Is that true? And he said, I have come to give you what? Not just life, abundant life. It's the same way look at Elijah and Elisha. Elijah have an anointing. Elisha had double of what Elijah had. 
And so when Elisha was dead, they had to go and bring his bones to heal others. And he had a double anointing. God has told you and I and promised that the later days of your life is going to be better than the former days. This is what I just have to hold on to. The later days are going to be better than what? So this church, the church on the street, that your days, later days are going to be better than the former. But it may not look like it because we are not moved by what we see or what we hear. We are moved by what God is saying about this church. Can I hear me to that? You are not moved by what, what is happening in your family. You are moved by what God is saying. You are, you are husband and wife, is that right? Can I use as, or what? Mother and, Mother and I'm sorry. God help me. I'm, I mean, I, 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 uh, uh, husband and wife. Yeah. I always love it. I'm not trying to pick on you guys. But let me tell you something. You look so wonderful, so beautiful. Brother, if that is your focus, you wake up one day and if you don't take it, you're going to take a gun. Because anything we touch, we smell. We see. The word of God says it's subject to change. You know, the women, before you came this morning, my, my late wife, when, when we are coming to church, uh, she's polishing it. And she makes me a little bit late sometimes. But you can polish it all you want. It's going to change anyway. The point I'm trying to bring across, the only thing that won't change is what? The word of God. So brother, I'm giving you something you already know, but I'm emphasizing it. You need this year, 2016, to spend more time with God than ever in your life. My sister, you see this handsome man? You fully look at the beauty, at the handsomeness, it will deceive you. <laughs> God said in his eyes, the two of you are one. The only way it will work is if you spend more time with God than you have ever done. I promise you, your marriage is going to get far better than ever. <laughs> it's going to be a sign and a wonder for many people to look at. But it is not just going to come because I'm saying it. It's going to come because you start a different way of looking at God. And say, it's all that I need. And you look at him, no matter what he does, you look at God. Come on. No matter what he does, you look at him. And watch it. He's going to shape it. And bring it into a certain way that everyone is going to look at what is going on in this marriage. They want it. You know, brothers, I have been in ministry for 30 years. And I'm realizing I need more God today than ever. I've done it my way. It worked for a while. I'll show some things. But now I need more. I've always wondered why Abraham Lincoln made this statement. Abraham Lincoln said, if you have seven hours to chop down a tree, he would take five hours.
to sharpen the ass and take two hours to chop down a tree. What he's trying to say is, if he has seven hours to rule this country, this great country, he will spend five hours with the Lord and take two hours to rule the country. Dr. Cho, the man with the largest church in the world, a Buddhist, had tuberculosis. The doctors gave him one week to live. He was a Buddhist. A young lady. That's why I I love young people. Just went and gave Dr. Cho a Bible and said, this is the only thing that will save your life. Dr. Cho did everything. It wasn't working. He said, well, I'll try this. Everything I've done is not working. Read the Bible, and in a very short time, he was healed instantly of the tuberculosis. God showed himself to Dr. Cho, and the man who was a Buddhist now have the largest church in the world. I want to submit to everyone here. God has not left you. He hasn't finished with you. He's just beginning with you. Can I hear me to that? And he's going to take you to another realm you have never seen that everyone who saw you can say, wow, I love the wows. You are the only person that can put God's limitation in your life. Because you start believing what you are seeing. What am I talking about? I'm talking about he came to give you a life and life and abundant. It's a man that God found me when I was going to commit suicide. I came to the U.S. in 1989. Went to a Bible school. And I thought I had got it all together. Went back to Africa. I think you've heard me say this many times. The first meeting I put up, five people showed up. Psalm 127 said, unless the Lord build a house. And when he's going to build it, you have no idea. When he's going to build your life, you have no idea. He starts gradually. And when you are faithful with the letter, he gives you much. When you are faithful, he gives you much. You may start in a difficulty, but he says, Son, I have called you for a purpose and a plan. Can you believe in and wait on me? Because Isaiah forty thirty one said, Those that wait on the Lord, whether you see a sign or not, you still keep waiting. I was pregnant. With a vision of winning souls. But five people showed up in my meeting. After speaking for ten minutes. Two left. I said oh my God. God you spoke to me. What is going on? And my eyes started focusing on. Numbers. Instead of God. Until Dr. Cho came in. And he said, son, God has something in you. And you are pregnant with something. Are you going to believe him? I said, yeah, but. In the eyes of God, there's no but. It's only those who believe. Because yet all things are possible for those what? Who believe. And who don't give up. So what happened? Today, can you put the updates? Time is catching up on us. And so I have to be a little bit fast. And I've seen some people going for their children. So I better go quickly. We have this. 
Okay. I think they will get to it. Keep going. Okay. Today, by God's grace, with Dr. Cho, with Teal, with, with uh, Richard Roberts, we have seen over 17 plus million souls saved through our crusade. Can we give the Lord a big hand? You know what I want to, I'm telling you this morning? God can do the impossible. We have a Bible school, and I think you've heard it, uh, uh, in 950 pastors trained in 50 countries. Muslims save, and I don't have time for that, planted over 500 plus churches. And we are now, we fed over 800,000 people. And do you know where we got the money? From Islam, a Jew. School projects still going on. Let's keep going a little bit. Keep the, the projects. These are some of the churches we plan. Go through fast. Time is, is against us. Still keep going. Keep going. We just, the, the school I told you about, keep going. We bought the land. Keep going. We have some team from Portland, I hope. Keep going. Some teams, uh, keep going. It's frozen. Keep, people from Atlanta, keep going. Keep going. Just keep going because of time's sake. I may not have time to go through all that. Yeah, this is a typical uh, school day, but this is where we are going. Keep going. It's changed somewhere. Keep going. I don't know how it happened, but I believe that God can do, no, you can hold on this for a, a while. God can do the impossible in your life. As you read God's word, you know, as you pray, as you get closer to the Lord, he will get closer to you. You see, if this is the God that said there is nothing that is impossible, it means what he's saying. But I have noted that many are called, only few are chosen. How can I move from being called to the chosen? That's one of the keys I'm going to give you to this morning. One of the keys is see how your relationship with the Lord can go to another level. And it's there for everyone, but not everyone. You know, when I talk to you now, you say you are busy. You say you are busy. Everybody is busy. But show me the fruit of your business. You know, show me the fruit. Unless the Lord build the house, unless he died, he called Ananias, and as Ananias, go and meet Saul. Because Ananias was hearing. What are you hearing? In Joshua 1, we don't have time to go through that. He said, read the word, read the word day and what? Night. So, number one, all these witnesses, crowd of witnesses, they started to get closer to him. That's why Moses said, I'm not going to move one inch without hearing from the Lord. So, how do we get closer to the Lord? You see, it's not any method. Just take your word. And start reading, spending more time with God. 
He said, pray. We read the word day and night. Before I was reading through it, but now I'm reading it day and night. I'm not saying do what I'm telling you to do. I'm just trying to see how can I get closer. And the more I read the word, the more I pray, the more when he's speaking now, I can hear the voice because he said, my sheep hear my voice and another voice. Do you know how many voices are speaking to you every day? How do you hear the the true voice? It's how to get closer to him. I put this on because, and I'm jumping up and down in my messages, but I want to, uh, because I heard one day I saw my niece go to Washington, D.C. And I went to D.C. and I met Dr. Barry Black, who is the chaplain of all the U.S. senator. He's still the chaplain. And this man took his phone call and called eight presidents of Africa. This man made, took his phone call and called a man, some of you know, he goes to the Assemblies of God. Uh, his name is called Ashcroft. He was the Attorney General at the time of Bush. Call his uh, Ashcroft. That's Ashcroft. And Ashcroft invited me to his house and made a meeting with 17 men. This man, which is Dr. Barry Black, called the president of Ethiopia. And the president said, I've been looking for someone I can work with. I have 200 acres of land. So I talked to Ashcroft, and now we are building over 250 houses for the poor. Because in Psalm 2 verse 8, he said, ask me for what? The nations. Ask me. He's talking to you. Poke somebody and say he's talking to you. Poke somebody and say he's talking to me. He said, ask me for the nations and I'll give it to you as your inheritance and the ends of the world as your possession. I want to submit to you this is the greatest opportunity for this church. Because it's not going to be Pastor Pat and Teresa. You are going to come here and say, he's talking to me. And I'm going to be what he's called me to do. So we are now building 250 houses for the poor. Because Jesus said, I was homeless and you gave me home. Is that right? Go to the next picture quickly. That's the president of, uh, uh, of Ethiopia, the former president. The next one. That's the former president of Nigeria. Dr. Barry Black called him, and they picked me at the airport with almost 16 cars. I'm not talking about the cars, but when the president is picking you, you are an entroja, whatever I call it, entroja. For the first time, I'm sitting in the car, and we pass through red light. Red light could not stop us. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to tell you? When Jesus is by your side, no demonic side can stop you. Can I hear me? I mean, he takes you through it. What am I talking about? He said, oh, it happens to you, but it can never happen to me because you don't believe it. If you believe it, you will get on your knees day and night and say, you know, there's hope for everyone. There's hope because Abraham was how many? 75 years old before life started. 
Mary was 12 years old. He was a woman, 12 years. He said, how can it be? But he said, be done unto me as you have said. Number two. And I think I need to be stopping here. Next time I will continue. What are some of, what are, is about some of this crowd, uh, crowd of witnesses that I need to get? I'm jumping ahead of myself, so I don't know where I am. In Proverbs 3, 5, he said, trust God with 50% of your heart. All your heart. And don't lean on your own. In all your ways. And he will direct your path. I've come to a realization in my life now. Anywhere I go, I say, Lord, direct me. Lead me. I've done it my way. It's not working. So I'm going to trust him. But you are saying, okay, do you know where I'm going through now? Yes. He said, you pass through the shadow of death, but death will never harm you. He's taking you to another side of death. But you have to trust him that he will take you through. You see, when the disciple was in the boat, it was shaking, the storm came, they were all screaming. Jesus Christ was what? Sleeping. Do you know why? He knew that he created the storm. The storm is season for everything. This morning I was, I was with this couple and I was telling them some few things about what God is going to do in their life. It's not their present situation. It's what God has for them. And whether the devil likes it or not, so long as they yield to God. What do I mean by yielding to God? So long as they start a new life in pressing in for God. That's why Paul said, I'm not looking at the back what has happened to me, but I'm pressing on because there is a goal and destiny for everyone here. But not many people get to their destiny. They look at what is happening and they get discouraged. And they bring the devil. Leave the devil alone. Jesus has promised you an abundant life. You see, the reason why he's going to bless and take this marriage to another level is that you are going to be a sign and a wonder. For people to come and look, what happened? And he said, Jesus did it. The same thing to you. You know, we walk by what? Not by. (laughs) If you trust God, then you are going to walk by and not by. (laughs) Can I be honest with you? I heard clearly the word that came to me that it's not too late. It's not too late. He said, renew your mind. He said, what he's planned for you is bigger than what you ever thought. Never compare yourself to anyone. Never. He's got a plan for you. And the interesting thing is, in the book of Jeremiah, he said, before even you came to your mother's womb, you know, your friends, is that right? Different colors. It's God, you know what God, you got your color when you came to your mother's womb. Is that right? 
You got the same color when you, I mean, your color be, but your identity is not in your color. Your identity is not in your gender. He said, before even you came to your, he said, I had plans for you. And the plans I have for you, nobody can steal it, but you can let it go because you trust what you are seeing. I have a good news for you. Somebody may say, that guy has got an accent. I didn't get the accent. He gave it to me. Black color. He gave it to me. If I trust him, I won't complain about it. I was in Belfast. My weakest, if you are praying, pray for me about that. Food. I love food too much. I go to Chinese buffet. I have to pray to get out from there. <laughs> They've opened a new one in, in, in Lansing on, on uh, West Saginaw. It's called Habachi. I'm going to buy a Bible. It's just open and I saw Habachi. I said, let me go and check that out. Just going to look at Habachi. I didn't know who put me and who put me in. I sat down and I went four or five times. After Habachi, I forgot that I was going to buy a Bible. That's how bad it is. So I'm in Belfast, is that right? The guy who was supposed to pick me up wasn't at the airport. I'm hungry. But I travel a lot that I know you ask the bus driver or a taxi driver, he'll take you where the, the good food is. So I jump on the bus. I said, do you know any restaurant that is? He said, oh, there's a good one at the corner. I got off the bus, there was line, 17 people in line. I said, yeah, that's a sign, that's a good food there. <laughs> so I said, I'm going nowhere. Little did I know that no black man has ever got into that restaurant. So God had brought me to break the code. <laughs> so I got on the line. They picked people behind me. And I said, you can do all what you want. But I'm going to get into this restaurant. I'm not going to allow what they are doing to discourage me. Because I'm serving a living God. But that took me about one and a half hours. But as I'm not giving up. Some of us give up too soon. I stood in the line. They picked people behind me. And I was just praying in tongues. So excited. Because I have come against an opposition. And I know something big is about to happen. And God is a rewarder of those what? who diligently seek him. So I'm, saying, I'm not giving up. Yeah, yeah. They still kept picking people behind me. I got more excited. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And nobody can steal that from me. And finally, the restaurant owner showed up. I didn't know where he was a restaurant owner. He doesn't care whether you are black or white. He needs his. <laughs> and so he said, you, can I sit you down? I said, sure. <laughs> Sat me at the best part of the restaurant. 
I got more excited. <laughs> because I know a code is going to be broken. I didn't know no black man has ever been in that restaurant. And I overheard the steward, the, those guests serving. They said, well, they put you here. Who is going to take your order? And, and I was laughing. Do you know why? Because he said, and everything give me thanks. Is that right? So I started just praising the Lord. I'm doing, I don't have the good voice as you have. But he said, make a joyful noise to the Lord. So I was making the joyful noise. The owner has been in his office for one hour. So I've been at that restaurant two hours, 30 minutes. You see, you want things quick. It doesn't happen. It may happen, but most of the time, those who wait on, if you trust him, you wait on him. You are not coming to church because of Pastor Pat and his wife. You are coming because God brought you here. The color of the walls are going to change, but whether they change or not, I'm going to stay and bring more people. So the owner came. He said, they haven't taken your order. I said, no. He said, can I take your order? I said, sure took my order. That's the first time he's doing that. Send him back there. The cook will cook what the owner has brought more than the stewards. Uh, the, whatever you call them. So I was uh, late. But he said the first shall become the last. The last shall become one. My food came first. The people who got in front of me were mad. And I Ask myself, when they pick you behind me, you are not mad. Now you are angry. I want to submit to you, Obama is not in charge of America. Republicans are not in charge of America. The Democrats are not in charge. God is in charge of this country. Can I hear me to that? And so you don't allow what Obama or Republicans or, you know, I'm not even watching what they, I mean, sometimes you have to have some information. I'm getting on my knees and I'm crying to the Lord that you are in charge and what you say is going to come to pass. If they give us any president because of where the church is, that's why that president is chosen so that we can get back to our knees. Because 2nd Chronicles said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn away from their own wicked ways, I will heal the land. Can I hear amen to that? That is it. That is it. So it's not what they are doing. It's what I'm doing. Do you know? My food came first and I got so excited about it. And then people were grumbling and talking. I said, you can grumble all you want. I'm having fun. (laughs) Because I knew my identity is not in my color. My identity is that I'm a child of the living God. Can we give the Lord a big hand? And so, I'm not motivated or I'm not moved. What you think, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to God's opinion. You can say what you want. You can say what you want because God the mouth. You can release your words, but that is your problem. And that's not my problem. So now I'm eating my food. A lady in 75 years old came and he said, you've got to be a Christian. I said, I'm not just a Christian, I'm a pastor. He said, I've, I saw everything. He said, the reason why I've not gone, I want to see the end of the story. 
And I said, you're going to see better than that. He said, can I pay for your food? I said, are you kidding? And so she paid the food. So the food is becoming better and better now. I mean, the t- everything is changing because he came to give life and more. Even in food, he's going to give you more tastes. Who? I got so excited. I, I, I love these things. So after eating, he said, can I drop you at your house? I came on a bus, and now I'm now going home in a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> so, I sat at the back, not even the front. I'm enjoying the car owner now for at least for 30 minutes. And she dropped me. I had a dress of where I was going. Watch carefully. We got there, and my host said, Madam Mayor, what do you want in my house? <laughs> the wife of the mayor of Belfast. Is driving me. <laughs> you know, he said he will give you something uh, that will blow your souls. But it's going to cost you. It cost Jesus Christ his life. It's going to cost you everything. To see. Just lost everything. And he got everything double. Brothers, if you are not willing to sacrifice, you are going nowhere. I'm telling you, you have to sacrifice in the time of prayer, in the time of reading the word, in the time of submitting yourself to God and see what he can do to you. So the, mayor, the wife of the mayor said, can I take you to meet my husband? I said, sure. <laughs> so this guy jumped into the car with me. We got to see the mayor. And do you know what the mayor said? He said, you are truly a son of God. You've broken the code in that restaurant. He said, no black man has ever been to that restaurant. And he said, I've been there. That's why it's not by might. It's not by power. It's only by his spirit. Do you know what I'm trying to tell you today? This is a new day for this church. Do you know why? Because every single person here begin to look at the things from a different way. Say, Lord, you have called me and I'm going to be an instrument even in the midst of all what they said about me in terms of the Samaritan woman, that things will change in my neighborhood. Yes. Things will change in this area because I'm raising my hand and I want you to send me. Which area? In your finances? In your marriage, in your relationship, in your physical body, he can change it. And everything he does is always wow. It's always wow. And it's not too late. You can be a woman, black, white, short, thin, and fat. It doesn't really matter. What it matters is this is a new day. This is a new day. So what am I saying? If I can recall, getting closer to the Lord. If I can recall, there is a destiny on your life. Everybody here. There is a destiny on your life. Can you allow him to lead you? Because he's going to take you. Even Saul, who everybody was afraid, look at what God did in his life. Don't just be hearers. 
But from today, raise up your hand and say, Lord, where are you taking me to? I, can, I have stories upon stories that I can tell you. The time, I need to respect the time a little bit. That's why I've been thinking if we can do one evening service, that we can have the time. Amen. I just did that in Detroit, and we didn't leave there until midnight. We can have the time. But I'm finishing with this. After pastor has come, I believe some of you here, you, you, you are desperate. You want to see the move of God. Is that right? You, really, you are desiring for it for years. I believe, you know, Jeremiah said the same thing. He said, I'm young. I can't speak. A touch came. And now he was ready. Isaiah said, I can't even speak. God touched him. Touch his mouth. And then the next verse, you read that, Isaiah, he said, who am I going to send? Who will go for us? Isaiah raised out his hand and became a prophet. God take your weakness and make it strong. That's why I love the song. Let this, the song said, let the sick say I'm what? Healed. Let the weak say I'm strong. This is not just a game. Coming to church and spending two hours, it's not just a game. It's a reality. I think just as Abraham Lincoln said, we need to spend more time with God and let us hear him and he's going to direct us to things that is impossible. I'm always challenged by many are called, but few are chosen. There is a calling on your life. Don't waste it. What I'm going to do, um, pastor is going to come in. And I, I, I came here because of you guys. Yeah, I know there's Chinese buffet and there's, uh, I've heard there is food there. But I want to join with you. A touch is very important. When, when Osborne touched me, I didn't know what was coming. Today, look at 17 million. Don't bury the call of God on your life. Don't limit God. Use your present situation and let him take you to a whole different level that everyone can say what? Wow. Let's give the Lord a big hand.